Lucky Land slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to... Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. No, Lucky Land Casino, with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Welcome to the Political Circus Weekly Podcast, episode number 17. For weeks, we kept seeing reports about a television actor who was allegedly attacked. An attack that took place during the wee hours in Chicago. Jussie Smollett, an actor on the Fox TV drama Empire, was allegedly attacked by two men wearing ski masks and MAGA hats. A blatant attack that was motivated by both racism and homophobia. Smollett told a story of how on the morning of January 29th, around 2 a.m., he was walking to Subway. He purchased a sandwich, and as he was heading back to his apartment, two men saw him, shouted racist and gay slurs at him, and then attacked him. They put a noose around his neck and poured bleach on him. Before they fled, they shouted, This is MAGA country! The two men did not hide the fact that they were supporters of Donald Trump, and they perhaps felt emboldened that their preferred choice was in the White House. These two dangerous criminals roamed the streets of Chicago, a liberal city, looking for people of color and, perhaps, people belonging to the LGBT community. One week earlier, he received a threatening letter. The return address showed it was addressed from MAGA. These MAGA misfits really had it out for him. A police report was filed, and in the weeks following the attack, Smollett bravely told his story. He courageously stood up to his attackers. He would not be silenced. He let the world know that the leader of the free world was a symbol of hate, division, and violence against people who are different. Those who support him feel emboldened, perhaps even acting on orders to viciously attack people of color immigrants, people of the LGBT community, and refugees. America is being torn apart, and the cause is the man they call 45. Millions of Americans rallied around brave Jussie. They embraced his bravery while also condemning the actions of two random rednecks roaming the streets of Chicago on one of the coldest days in recorded history. The polar vortex settled in over the upper Midwest that day, causing temperatures to drop to as low as negative 60 degrees. Other Americans were skeptical of this alleged attack. The way it played out seemed far-fetched, like something that would be written into a script for a television drama. Those who were skeptical were immediately labeled as racist and Trump supporters. For the record, not every person who did not believe this story supports the president. It just so happens that there are actually people in this country who wait for facts before drawing a conclusion. This is a thing called critical thinking, a skill set 
that seems to become more and more rare with every generation. Several members of the media, the ones who are supposed to make a living of thinking critically and finding facts, acted as Smollett's mouthpiece. They spoke out against hatred and against Donald Trump, while simultaneously showing sympathy for Jesse and admiring his courage. It was to be a teachable moment, one where they could demonstrate that the policies and rhetoric of the man they call 45 are moving this country backwards to a time when hate and division were the standard in America. As for the two MAGA rednecks who braved the brutal, and I mean brutal, cold to perpetrate such an attack, where were they? And why would they do such a thing? Why would two men roam the streets of one of America's most liberal cities with rope and bleach? Why would they target a gay black man who just wanted a sandwich at 2 a.m.? Why would they assault him, put a noose around his neck, and then pour bleach on him? It sounds like something you would see on TV. It sounds like something found only in a screenplay. Nevertheless, brave Jesse persisted. He trucked on. He would not be intimidated by hate. He would bravely tell his story while spreading a message of love and unity. This went on for weeks. Then, last week, the country learned, thanks to serious investigating by the Chicago Police Department, that the whole thing actually was scripted and there never was an actual attack. Are you kidding me? Come on! Folks, Jesse Smollett is in big, big trouble. He was arrested on February 21st for filing a false police report. He staged this entire thing. The letter was faked. The attack was faked. All his statements and interviews with media outlets, everything was fake. Everything about this was a hoax and it was intended to be portrayed as real. The police ran a very thorough investigation and they found this to be a hoax. So many officers involved in this investigation. So many man hours that could have been dedicated to real crimes happening in the city. Chicago is one of the most dangerous cities in America. The police officers assigned this investigation were pulled away from real crimes to investigate something that was staged. But why? This is the question people have been asking ever since this thing, ever since it came out that this wasn't real. Why would one person do this? Why would one person risk not just his role on one of television's most popular TV shows, but also risk an entire career? Was it because of politics? Smollett did say during an interview on Good, Good Morning America that he goes hard against 45. Was he wanting to bring attention to bigotry in America? But why would he have to fake something to get people talking about something that is real? Or was he just seeking attention? Which seems odd because he's on one of America's most popular TV shows. Millions of America see him on TV every week. And for the record, I am not denying that there is actual hatred, hatred in this country. These things are real. However, it's both irresponsible and deceptive to place that label on an entire voting base. A vast majority of people, uh, sorry, a vast majority of people who voted for Donald Trump did it for reasons not related to hatred and bigotry. But as it turns out, the answer to both of these questions is no. 
Smollett did not do this for attention, and he did not do this for the sake of political activism. The truth is, he was unhappy with his salary. He felt he deserved a pay raise, and he tried to use a staged attack to garner sympathy for himself and then use that to get a raise. Yeah, I'm at a loss for words over this. So, here's what we know. Smollett had help in perpetrating this. He hired two brothers, Abimbola and Olabinjo Osandero, two men from Nigeria, to pose as the two MAGA rednecks who attacked him. Yes, he hired two black men to pose as two white men. These two were seen in surveillance footage, purchasing the rope, the ski mask, and the plain red hats that were intended to look like MAGA hats. They attacked him and they hit him a few times. Police also said that some of the bruises that appeared on Smollett were self-inflicted. Early in the day on February 15th, these two brothers were taken into police custody. But that night, they were released and they were not being charged and no longer considered suspects. So I'm guessing that they... I'm guessing during that interrogation, they must have rolled on him, rolled on him and tried to keep all the blame off themselves. On February 19th, the two brothers with their attorney spoke with prosecutors and detectives and were seen near grand jury rooms at the, at the criminal courthouse in Chicago. On February 20th, Smollett was charged with disorderly conduct for falsifi falsifying a police report, which is a felony. On the morning of February 21st, Smollett turns himself in and is booked. His mugshot appears online. Smollett, we found out, paid the two brothers $3,500 to help him orchestrate the attack, and he gave them a signed check. <laughs> Why? Why would you give them a signed check? Why wouldn't you just pay them in cash? You actually wrote out a check, signed your name to it, and then... One of the brothers took this and deposited that check into his account. So now there's actual proof that you actually paid them because there's a signed check. Why not just give them cash and they keep the cash on hand? Seriously. So on the morning of February 20th, the Chicago Police Department Superintendent, Eddie Johnson, he delivered a press conference and he looked upset. He stated his displeasure in Smollett. Don't blame him for that saying that he has spent his whole life in Chicago and is very familiar with the racial divide in the city. So he doesn't understand why an African-American man who has been embraced by the city of Chicago would turn around and slap that city in the face and do what he did. In addition, he pulled police officers away from real crimes and threats. I wish the families of gun violence got so much attention, he said during the press conference. He also voiced his displeasure in all the national attention from the media, celebrities, and presidential candidates. And all three, can all three categories made this thing into the circus that it's been. Remember when people in the media said they would do better after the Covington Catholic fiasco? That was only a month ago. So many said they would wait for all the facts and learn the whole story before commenting. But did that happen here one month later? Nope. Cory Booker and Kamala Harris, both presidential candidates, called the alleged attack a modern-day lynching. Maxine Waters said that the attacks like this are coming from the president and that he's, he's dog-whistling every day. Adam Schiff and Nancy Pelosi both tweeted about the attack and then deleted their tweets once it became clear that it was a hoax. 
Celebrities also chimed in with their anger over what happened without actually knowing what happened. And all these things had a common theme. Donald Trump and the people who voted for him. People on the left were so quick to latch onto this because it satisfied their confirmation bias. And then there was the media. It was entertaining to watch some high-profile reporters attempt to do some damage control once the narrative started to unravel. One of them was Brian Stelter, who has a show on CNN called Reliable Sources. Oh, the irony. He said on CNN last Sunday that there was a rush to judgment among the celebrity press, among activists, and among presidential candidates, but news organizations carefully reported this story. But did they, though? There's a person that I... I uh, recommend you follow on Twitter. His name is um, Andy Nago, and he is a writer for Quillette, and he does he does some really good work. And one thing that he did last week was he put together a long tweet, a uh, long Twitter thread of of journalists who did not wait for all the facts before drawing a conclusion. No, they reported this like it was fact without actually knowing all the facts. For example. Martha Ross, a reporter for the East Bay Times and the Mercury News, wrote in the Mercury News that it's a conspiracy theory to doubt Smollett's claim. Kevin Fallon of the Daily Beast tweeted that anyone who thinks supporting you-know-who isn't tantamount to providing artillery for weaponized bigotry needs to take a hard look in the mirror. Commentators at CNN were calling this, a hor- were calling this event horrific, Brooke Baldwin said on air, this is America in 2019. Robin Roberts on Good Morning America fed Smollett softball questions while he put on a show about how he thinks he was targeted because he goes hard against 45. Several publications published stories with headlines that suggested the attack actually happened. They never called it an alleged attack. They called it just a flat-out attack. But that all changed, but the, that all changed once the narrative began to unravel. Media had to backtrack and act like they didn't do anything wrong here. You know, like what, you know, whenever the Covington, uh, the Covington narrative unraveled, several people in news reporting said that they would make an effort to gather all the facts before drawing a conclusion. They didn't do that here. And this time, unlike with the, unlike with the Covington fiasco, they didn't own up to their mistakes. They simply shifted direction. But while this narrative unraveled and the attack never happened, they still have to keep the narrative intact. Now the narrative has shifted to people of color and people of the LGBT community and how people should be believed when they claim, when they claim that they have been attacked. Well, you had a, an influential member of both communities who staged a hoax. If you want to blame someone for actual victims not being believed, blame Smollett and everyone else who has ever staged a hoax of this nature. And there are plenty, many of them happening after Trump was elected. For example, an Episcopal church in Indiana was, va- was vandalized after Trump's election. Someone spray-painted Heil Trump on the side of the building. It was the organ player who was a gay man. Hoax. One week before the election, a church in Mississippi was burned and Vote Trump was painted on one side of the building. After some panic, an investigation found it was a black man who was a member of the church. Hoax. In November 2016, a Muslim woman at the University of Louisiana said two white men attacked her and ripped off her hijab and robbed her. She made the whole thing up. Hoax. In December 2016, a Muslim woman in New York City said she was attacked on a subway by three white Trump supporters. 
She also made that up. Again, hoax. In September 2018, a black woman in Long Island said Trump supporters confronted her and told her, you don't belong here. Her car tire was, her car tire was slashed and a note was left that said, go home. She wrote the note herself and slashed her own tire and made up the story. In November 2017, at Kansas State University, a black man's car was vandalized with racist messages, classes were canceled, and students held demonstrations. Come to find out later, the owner of the car did it himself. In 2016, a woman at the University of Michigan said she was attacked by a Trump supporter who scratched her face. Come to find out, she scratched her own face and made up the story. And there are several more hoaxes just like this. Look, if people want to be upset about victims of hate crimes not being taken seriously, get angry at the people who perpetrate these hoaxes. Be mad at Jesse Smollett, who sparked a national conversation and played on the division in this country by staging a hoax, and he did it for selfish reasons. He wanted a pay raise, and instead of, oh, I don't know, going to, fit, going to his employer and trying to negotiate a higher salary, he tried to play on emotions to get what he wanted. Well, it was reported on Friday that Smollett is being written out of Empire, so now he's out of a job. Now he has no salary. He's also out of $3,500 that he used in his failed attempt to perpetrate this hoax. I don't know if he will actually go to prison. He's looking at possibly up to a three-year sentence, but even if he doesn't serve jail time, he, life still might be hard on him. He's out of a job, probably out of money. He's now infamous. I don't know what he's going to do. Look, hate crimes do actually happen in the United States. There's no denying that. The Pulse nightclub shooting in Orlando in 2016, that was a hate crime. The shooting at the Tree of Life Synagogue in Pittsburgh back in November, that was also a hate crime. Hate crimes do happen. So there's no reason to, perp to perpetrate hoaxes like this. Unless... Unless you're trying to demonize an entire voting base all because they support someone you don't like. Trump became popular, and then he became president, and all of a sudden, GOP voters turn into these violent, hateful monsters who go around looking for people of color, women, and LGBT members to harass. What these people still might not realize is that all this only helps Trump get reelected. All these fake stories, these fake accusations, and all these ridiculous antics will help Trump get a second term. All they have to do is not be insane. And they can't do it. But don't think this is going to stop anytime soon. Don't think that just because everyone fell for a gigantic hoax that, that people wanted to be real, but turns out it actually wasn't. And they had to backtrack and change their story and all this other stuff. Don't think this is actually going to change because it's not. Don't worry. Everything is going to go on as usual. Sad to say. But yes, everything's going to go on the same. Still plenty more virtue signaling, plenty of more, plenty more of spinning, plenty more of feeding narratives, controlling narratives, and at times making something up to either start or continue a narrative. Man, I got to tell you, mental gymnastics should be an actual sport. But thank you for listening to this week's episode of the Political Circus Weekly Podcast. I hope you enjoyed that thing at, I did at the beginning. I wanted to try something different this week. Uh, I thought it sounded okay. Uh, hopefully all of you do too. I might try to do some experimenting with future, uh, future episodes, try some different things. I'm still pretty new at this podcast thing, but I'm starting to get the hang of it and going to try to branch out a little bit. But thank you so much for listening and 
I will see you all again next week. As always, the, Th- the Political Circus Weekly podcast is a part of the Think Liberty Network. You can find the Think Liberty Network at most places are hosted to include iTunes, Stitcher, Spotify, iHeartRadio, Google Play, and several other places where podcasts are hosted. I'll be back again next week to present to you the next circus act, whatever that may be. After this past week, there's no telling what that is going to be. Goodbye, everyone. Lucky Land Casino, asking people, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kid's PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details.